Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny O. This podcast is brought to you by Top Billing Entertainment, produced by Asylum Recording Studios and the great Mr. Zills. Do you like to party? Then RepCPS.com is for you. RepCPS started out as College Peep Show, a simple Snapchat account that shared submitted pictures of people having a good time. It has grown into a huge merch company. They offer an entire clothing line, patches, stickers, and more with hilarious party scenes. Go to repcps.com today and use promo code JOHNNYO for 10% off at the checkout. Welcome to another episode of the Johnny O Podcast. Tonight, we welcome comedians Dan McCullough, Chris Kaufman. I don't know why I had to look at my sheet. I know your names. <laughs> I looked at it like I didn't know who the fuck you were. It's like, nervousness. It's yeah. all good. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Good. Good, good. Yeah, good. thanks for coming in. We're just going to talk comedy tonight. We'll talk whatever. Um, let's start with comedy. You both are comedians. Yeah. Yes, sir. Dan, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, just over four years now. And how about you, Chris? Uh, like regularly or since I first got up on stage? Let's say regularly. Uh, I think it's going on eight years now. Yeah, because if, if, if you, and I've told the story a hundred times, but if I did... From when I first did it, I've been doing it since 2003, but I took 15 years off. I did it once and then yeah. didn't do it again for 12 years. <laughs> no, so. I, did some, I did some shows when uh, I was at college at Ambrose, uh, and yeah, uh, I quit after that because I have severe social anxiety. And, and so you torture yourself. No, the odd thing about my social, like I was agoraphobic. I didn't leave my house for a number of years. Mm -hmm. uh, and as soon as I did get to leave my house, the first thing I wanted to do is get on stage. Like, really? I am way more nervous in a crowd than I am on stage in front of the crowd. Are you nervous now? No. Okay, you seem nervous. That's why I was asking. I was going to tell you, this is, a, so. this is pure fuckery yeah, here. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in, in case you were, you should have heard my first podcast. I was shit in my pants because I'd never done it. Yeah. And and mm -hmm. he works his magic. Zills works his magic <laughs> over there. You wouldn't even know that I was nervous. But yeah, it's uh, it's been quite a ride. We're, we're episode... Season two, episode six, so we're about 27 episodes in. Nice. Um, yeah, and it's been going good. And and one thing I want to bring you guys in, and I told you through Messenger when I was talking to you guys, the in the Midwest here where we're located at, the comedy scene is strong, I feel. I've And you guys support each other. And I, and I had Austin Ingalls on last week, and, I'm, and I had Todd Basinger on. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to get you guys in to chit-chat about it, you know, and and – and just, you know, I, I feel like we need some exposure to the comedy scene, you know, here in the Midwest. Or in, I, I've talked about trying to book comedians and and we are located in Dubuque, Iowa, national show. But they hear that and they don't want to do it. They're not interested in it. You know what I mean? Like, they hear it and it's like, oh, you know, all they do what I the bush light and corn. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they think we all drive around on John Deere tractors and don't drive cars. Do you know what one of the first advertisements for New Yorker magazine was? Mm -mm. Not for the little old lady in Dubuque. Really? Yeah. 
No shit. Yeah, it was either their first or second ad campaign. Oh, so when the New Yorker came out, th- yeah. that was their tagline. Yep, not for the little old lady in Dubuque. Yeah, wow. see, that's crazy. And so my uncle fr- was from Dubuque, and he lived in uh, Los Angeles for several years and then to Vegas. But he's, remember the the Dubuque, when, when we had the packing house, it was Dubuque, Dubuque, da 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 So they played that commercial in Los Angeles all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and it, so it's, it's so why don't people want to come here? You know what I mean? But, well, because we can send the ham to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can send the ham to them. It's a perfect way station, like right in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. It ha- I mean, our population isn't so huge that it's problematic to get around, but and it's I big people, enough that people will come out. Three hours from Chicago, three or so hours from Des Moines, five hours from Kansas City, five and a half hours from Minneapolis, hour and a half from Madison. Yeah, Madison. Madison. Yeah, Yeah. like it's. But you know what? It it hurts us is there's not an airport. You got to fly to Cedar Rapids, Moline, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, so when we before we came on, I said, "This is." Uh, national podcast. Let's not talk much about Dubuque, and then I talk all about <laughs> yeah, Dubuque. No, no, so no, I no. just fucking changed all the rules, and you'll find as yeah. I do it, you know, all of a sudden we'll be talking about this, and I'll see a blue car drive by, and I'll talk about a squirrel. So that's kind of <laughs> how it goes, just mm-hmm. so you know. Um, so tell me, Dan, tell me your influences, and then your favorite comic right now. Uh, I'm going to give you the same question. In influences, uh, yeah, I mean, it specifically for comedy. I'm, I'm <laughs> I always like telling people this. The first comedian I ever got into was uh, was Bill Cosby because my dad had his uh, his his album right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so we would listen to it back in the day, and I was like, "Oh crap, this is this is hilarious," you know. Um, and so yeah. I learned a lot from Bill Cosby. <laughs> That's the only weird. way yeah. I can have sex. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know. I honestly, uh, I, I know uh, John. When I've been talking to you before, we talked about Dan Gessner. He was mm-hmm. one of the first people to come up to me at the lift uh, here in Dubuque. Again, sorry, specific shit. No, but uh, <laughs> forget everything I said before. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he was the one to first like come up to me and be like, "Dude, you got to try stand up." Um, you know, I, and I didn't think it was just something you could easily get into. Um, end up coming to, oh, well, I moved uh, away from town for a bit, was back in Dubuque, living here. My mom told me about the comedy bar opening up, and that's where I met Chris and Todd, uh, Austin eventually and everything. Uh, they invited me to Monks, and that's when I learned that, oh, yeah, there's the comedy alive and well mm-hmm. around here. And uh, these guys were so friendly and welcoming, you know, that, uh, it was hard not to stick around and hang out with these guys. So, um, the, even Galena at the Gold Room, yeah, has a open mic, and then the yeah. South End tried it the other night. I have no idea how it went. I wasn't there. Well, I wasn't either. I wasn't either. I, yeah. It, well, the, he the they're just trying it. He's sure. gonna do it the first Tuesday of every month. And nice. I, I I always wanted to do that when I owned that bar, but um. It's funny you brought up Bill Cosby. I have a Bill Cosby story. So I was out drinking with him one night, and then I passed out, and I woke up the next day. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So several years ago, he came to Dubuque and did a show at the Five Flags. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, there with my now ex-wife and her dad, who's now passed. But her dad, he came kind of out in the crowd. He was doing this whole thing about Tonto. Uh, the Lone Ranger and Tonto. And I guess Tonto means naive or, or stupid. 
Like it, it means that. And, um, Bill Cosby was kind of chatting with us and I said something really dumb. Can't even remember what I said. And Bill Cosby says, that's not funny. And then my ex-wife's dad said, that's why we call him Tonto. And the place <laughs> erupted in laughter. And Bill Cosby turned right to him and says, I'm doing the jokes here. <laughs> like, <laughs> shut him down. But it was, that was my Bill Cosby moment. That was yeah. long before all the stuff. You know, I'm, you know, this 25 years ago, probably. Yeah. But, but you know, and then all that stuff about Bill Cosby came out. But so on to you. But you're... Influences favorite comic I, right now. I didn't answer favorite comic right oh, now. Oh, you did just, not. You know. I'm sorry. Um, I, I do have to say, I it. He pointed to himself, so I thought we were <laughs> done with that. <laughs> well, it's not video though. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Sam Talent is probably my favorite comic right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, the other day when we were talking, you told me a story about Sam Talent. Tell that story. Uh, I sold a joke to him. Um, and I suppose I, I can tell you the joke, even though you guys have heard it before, <laughs> if you want. I know that I guess the audience hasn't. So. No, let's hear it. Uh, so the the story is it's a little long, but I'll, I'll make it. I'll try to make it real quick. Uh, Sam's mom died a day after my dad did. Mm-hmm. So this was uh, uh, September 10th, 2021. His mom, September 11th, 2021. Uh, I ended up getting to hang out with him and uh, and I got to tell him this joke. Uh, that it was like the first joke I came up with after my dad died, like that day, that same day. Um, and I, uh, he's like, okay, go ahead and tell me. And I was like, uh, so my dad died on September 10th, 2021, which sucks for me because now I got to pretend to be sad for two days in a row every year. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's dark too. It, it's Ugh, dark, I love yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, he ended up, uh, he's like done his own version of it a couple times. So when I ran into him again, at like a few months later, he gave me a hundred bucks. He's like, here, take this just in case. Like I, that's my joke now and stuff. Yeah. Um, he, well, you know yeah. what he didn't want to happen. He didn't want Joe Rogan to jump on stage and accuse him of stealing <laughs> jokes. <laughs> yeah. He told me a story about how somebody tried to extort him for a stolen joke. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't tell. I don't know if you guys. Have, I didn't tell you, Johnny. I don't but, know if you've heard this, but, Chris. But but so. Yeah, tell that. So he, I mean, it's it's his story to tell. The basically all I know is that it was just this really random joke, and I, it, it's it's a case of uh, uh, parallel thinking essentially. And literally, all it was was a setup to it. Wasn't even like a punchline. So this guy like messaged him and was like, "Hey, uh, I think like I think you owe me for for doing this joke." And he said like like Sam was like, "I don't remember you." I don't know. Who you, yeah, I don't know who you are. Like whatever. Or no, sorry. The guy did. Sorry, I'm sorry. I have this wrong. I don't think the guy extorted him, but called tried to call Sam out. For sure. about, and then Sam just sent him a thousand dollars. Really? Yeah, yeah. So after Sam told me that, I was just like, "You owe me some money, dude." Where's my envelope? No, but uh, he's he's a big sweetheart and everything. So yeah, I love yeah. him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love his comedy. Everything about him. Mm-hmm. He gave me a hug on my birthday once. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Where where'd you see him at? Like comedy um, bar. Oh, he did the comedy bar. Yeah, New Year's Eve, pre-COVID. So I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm going to be a little bit of a dick. The comedy bar needs to step up just their marketing. Yeah. I would do it for free for them because I hear of some of the talent that has come through here. 
I would have never known it. Yeah. I, and I even follow like their Facebook and all that. You know, I follow their social medias, but they damn, don't, they don't get, do much. Get the word out. Yeah. No, and, yeah. and, and as a marketing advertising guy that I've, you know, that's what I went to college for. That's what I do. It's not that expensive just to put the word out. Even if you, to boost a post on social media, you can reach 10,000 people for about 50 bucks. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's a handful of drinks, especially down there because they're a little pricey. They're going to love me now. I'm going to be banned from there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and they don't have Jack Fire there, which is a huge disappointment to me. But anyway, they have Fireball. Yeah. It's, yeah. But uh, as I went, <laughs> they don't have them in these little shooter sizes. No, I wish they did. Yeah, yeah. And this, I, I bought this fireball shooter at the liquor store before we came here, and it is something's wrong with it. I can't even drink it. <laughs> really? And and uh, and and my, I'm a uh, connoisseur of cinnamon whiskey. So oh. if I say something's wrong with it, something's wrong with it. But. Anyway, we didn't come here to talk about my <laughs> alcohol <laughs> problems. Um, all right, so tell me, tell me, influences favorite comic right now? Uh, favorite comic right now, uh, probably Kyle Kinane. Kyle oh, Kinane, yeah. yeah. Just because the amount that that guy writes mm -hmm. is so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You strike me as a Matt Rife guy, so I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, influences, like most comedians around my age are going to say the same thing. The thing that made me want to be a comedian was Eddie Murphy Delirious. Oh, there man. you go. Eddie Murphy Raw. For yeah, me. How no, old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, 44. 44. So I'm going to be 50. This comes out Friday. I'm going to be 50 on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So, But Eddie Murphy Raw, when, when, when I was growing up, I had a single mother and she worked nights. So I, the TV was kind of my babysitter and we had back then was HBO showtime, whatever yeah. HBO maybe had the most comedy and, and I just watched comedy all the time. Well, they had one mm -hmm. night stand, which was the greatest comedy series yeah. possibly ever. And comedy central presents. I watched a lot of, yeah. Yeah. See, uh, that, yeah. that was like, I was growing up by then. You guys were just kids still. So, I, okay, since we're on comedy and TV, I can remember distinctly, I think it was about 90, 90 maybe, that Comedy Central got on cable mm -hmm. here. And it was nothing but stand-up. It was oh, yeah. stand-up from beginning to end, except for Kids in the Hall reruns. Yep, really. It they was, didn't have no Saturday Night yeah. Live at the time. That no was on, that was on yeah. Fox. Yeah. Oh, duh. I'm sorry, Comedy Central cheese. So, yeah, but oh, the goodness. half hour comedy hour was that? Yeah, they yeah. had that. They had uh, the A list. Oh. They had a clip show called Short Attention Span Theater, which was amazing. It was just like minute and a half clips from all over the country, from all of the best comics working at the time, mm -hmm. just put in a collage form. It was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, but it, it is. So, so I grew up. Eddie Murphy Raw yeah. was just hilarious. Andrew Dice Clay. That was my. That would be Sam, my second one. Sam Kinison, George Carlin. That that was like what was on when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, no, those are mostly and, my influences. And as well. and and as a ten year old kid, I probably shouldn't have been watching that shit. But again, my mom was at work, so I was like, no. <laughs> I, I do have to say, David Cross. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, Bob Odenkirk too. Mister Show is on reruns. Oh on yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. For those who haven't watched Mr. Show, watch Mr. Show immediately. Oh, and yes. watch the uh, Run Ronnie Run movie. Yeah. Because that yeah. is All Chef's right. Kiss. So, so Very funny. If we're talking about, have you guys, 
so when I had Austin on, he told me about a documentary. It's a five series, five part documentary about the comedy bar, not the comedy bar. Um, comedy seller. The the comedy. Um, Pauly Shore's mom owned it. Mitzi's. It was. Um, Wow, am I is, drawing a the, com- the comedy the store? Cellar? The is comedy store. store. Comedy yeah, the store, comedy yeah, store. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Right did I have a stroke? Did you say cellar? No, I said store. Oh, I didn't, no. I didn't hear you right. I My think bad. I had a stroke because I couldn't think of it, but uh, I'll yep, be all right. Comedy store. But did, have you guys seen that documentary? Uh, yes. I have not. It's, if you have to watch it. It's okay. on Amazon Prime. I think I had to pay oh, 99 okay. cents for it. Oh, yeah. Bad. Yeah. Uh, it, it literally it was 99 cents. How good was that fucking thing? It was great. It, you can it, spoil stuff if you want to. It, it, well, it just it. starts from 1972 when it opened, and it went all the way to to. to oh wow! It was about a year ago when that finished. Uh, two years ago, but mm-hmm. like it went through Joe Rogan. Like I brought up uh, Carlos, yeah, the stealing jokes yeah, thing, yeah. where they banned Joe Rogan because he called out Carlos Mencina for he, stealing jokes. He like called him up on stage. He went on video. stage, and they had a huge yeah. argument, yeah, and then yeah. it spilled into the parking lot. But he wasn't wrong because what the documentary did, it went back. And showed jokes. They used Ari Shafir yeah, Ari joke. Shafir's joke specifically. And, and then it showed him doing it later. And and then they were It inter- was the build the wall joke. Yep. And and what's crazy <laughs> about that is we, then we actually went through build the wall. But uh they, but um Whitney Cummings was talking about it and she says there were nights that they would flash a light if Carlos Mencina was there and you wouldn't do your ace shit because he was taking it. So and oh, it's it's yeah. They said that like they'd flash Can you a light. Fucking imagine every single comic in in the world. Maybe I, I don't know. I'm thinking of maybe New York comics specifically. Chris, I can tell you right now, if that happened to him, he'd be doing anything that Carlos. He knew Carlos was going to do to fuck Carlos. Yeah, up. D- yeah. Uh, don't don't you dare tell me not to do my material. Yeah, but there was co- comedians saying that the one comedian in the documentary was talking and he, and he said. He came off stage and the booking guy at the time came up to him and berated him because he just kind of did crowd work. He's like, you didn't do any of your material. He's like, Carlos Mencina's here. I'm not doing it. He's going to steal it. And they were talking about it. And Carlos Mencina at the time was bigger than Joe Rogan. He had a a hit TV show. Yeah, Mind Mencia. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and and Rogan was still coming up. But Rogan went right up. The the video of them arguing on stage, the whole crowd's watching it. Then they go out and it spilled out and then they kicked him out. But... But I just anybody listened if you like comedy because it goes through uh, all the way to seventy two I think they go and and Richard Pryor and and it goes all the way to nowadays it was such a good documentary it is it's very good yeah it, yeah and again I watched it all in a day and a half it was there's five it's it's about five hours because there's five episodes and I think I paid ninety nine cents for it. On Amazon Prime. Yeah. I was like, wow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it's such a good documentary. But um, but anyway, so back to me. See how I blather on. So anyway, tell me, um, tell me about, we'll start with you, Dan. Um, just comedy in general. Like you do open mics, you do mm-hmm. like, um, featuring hosting talk about your comedy a little bit uh yeah i mean i i I do a lot of self-deprecating stuff more um you know i i just i I think the mentality is just trying to go entertain people i love doing like some of my favorite things are when you come up with bits that are you know whether it's like physical comedy or like using a prop or something like that like i'm not above that you know 
So you're um, Carrot Top. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. I watched him do I like six Pratt Falls one night. I, I, I love it. Okay, I'm spinning. I like Carrot Top. I think his comedy's funny. It's. It, it, what do you think? I mean, I'm not a fan of his comedy, but I'd never tell him that. That boy's swole. Yeah. I, I just like. Yeah. He is. He's what happened to him? Remember, he got overjacked. Yeah, like no. he was over. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous almost. But um, I don't know. I just. I also grew up in the in the Gallagher days too. Mm-hmm. That was and and he yeah. was a prop comic and and I feel like Carrick Top kind of emulates that a little bit minus the the watermelon sledgehammer yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. I got to meet Gallagher too here in Dubuque. I met Gallagher when he was in town. Yeah, last time. he was. It was probably twenty years ago, and we were we were sta- we were standing out in the vestibule area and he just came walking up. Hey, how you doing? Like I turned around like, holy fuck, there's, what are you doing here? You know what I mean? It was, Oh my God, a mime. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he, but he, he was very gracious when I met him. It was very, very nice to meet him too. Yeah, but um, I heard he does like a lot of political humor. He did, yeah. yeah. It, and you never watched smashes. So. Yeah, the the last the sledgematic with the watermelons is yeah. his last bit. Oh yeah, it's like uh, Burt Kreischer with the machine. Uh, like he saves that to the end. Um, but but yeah, it was it was George Carlin only clean. I would say because Carlin did a lot of political stuff too. But he the f bombs and and Gallagher did it kind of clean, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. So, but um, so here let me get my list of questions out here. What we're going to talk about today? Um, so let's see. I, what was the last question you asked? Because I didn't oh, answer it. Yeah, you did. Oh yeah, no. Uh, it was just like about comedy, basically. I mean, pretty much like about hosting. I. I you oh, know, yeah. I, I went off on nothing there, but it, it's been good to have the club in town because of opportunities and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how often do you get to do comedy, Chris? Uh, recently, it's been less. I've had some health issues, but I like usually Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Monday. So mo- Monday. What's Monday? Monks. Oh, Monks. Monks. And then Wednesday's the Gold Room. Yep, and then, you live over by there. Yep. And then Thursday's the Comedy Bar. Yep. And then if they ask me to do weekend spots or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've done hosting, feature, guest spot, headline. So, so my first experience with you in comedy, and you might not even remember, you'll remember the show, but you probably don't remember me or anything, is... Um, well, here, let's first talk about Dan Gessner. Sure. So Dan Gessner was a local comedian. Oh, I know exactly what show you're going to we, talk we, about. We, we all loved him. And he unfortunately <laughs> passed away. Yeah. And I, Dan was near and dear to my heart. In 2015, I put on the first Comic-Con in the area. And I get a call from Dan. I did a message. I don't even know. Can I help you? I'm like, well, I don't have any budget. You know, I'm, I'm doing it on my own. I just, someone told me they could, it can't be pulled off in our area. And I said, fuck that. I know I can do it. Cause that's what I do. Anyway, did it big success. Pat on the back to me, pat on the front to me. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, and, but Dan messaged me. So he was my right hand man. He came in, he didn't ask for nothing. He can I do it? Yeah, yeah. I said, and I said, I, I can't really offer you anything. But he, he, what I would say, hosted the the competition with the uh, costumes, the cosplay competition. Yeah. Like I didn't want to be up there, like host it. And he went up there and hosted it, and and it was great. And mm-hmm. that was my introduction to him. 
And then he moved away to New York. Mm -hmm. And the next year I flew him back for my next, he came back again. And then I let him do, he did a comedy spot at my next Comic-Con and then we did the same thing. So, and then he moved back and we just stayed in touch. And, uh, when he passed, I had owned a bar at the time and I had a nice back room. And so I did a, a fundraiser for his family and, uh, it just, we raised money and that was my first introduction to you. And everyone warned me that you like to say the word, the C word. Yeah. And okay. I, Okay. Yeah, they're like, he says a C word. I'm like, okay. I don't even think he said it that did. You I say didn't it? say I it. I didn't that think night. so. Yeah. No. But but yeah. But someone told me he says a C word. I'm like, okay. You know, all these comedians know each other. They know you. Yeah. But that was my first and I, I and you did your set and it was awesome. And I think don't remember hearing it, so I don't yeah, know what. No, I didn't. Uh, that show's funny because I fell off the back of the stage. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? Oh my yeah. god, I forgot about that. <laughs> I went to I put even my had a little step up yeah. there too. No, I went to put my foot back and I expected it to hit the wall, and there was a little there gap a between gap. the wall, mm-hmm. and I went right down. I but I jumped back up on stage. This gets funny. I jumped back up on stage like nothing happened. Just continued my joke, and I was just like, ah, that was Gessner's keeping like checking my shit. Like. <laughs> yeah. you, you're getting a big head there, Wiz. Boom. And then off I go. But when I was getting off stage to try and show I was manly, I like did a Van Halen 84 jump off yeah. the stage. And as soon as I planted, I was like, that was a mistake. <laughs> and immediately went to the bar. And luckily, uh, the bar that you used to own uh, carries my type of whiskey. I drink Tullamore Dew. Yeah, we sure did. And yeah. I was like, uh, I was told that I get a free drink. And he goes, uh, did you just fall off the stage? And I was like, yeah. He goes, you can have two. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm going to need two doubles of Tullamore stat. Yeah. I, so I forgot you fell. I mean, I remember you said, I forgot you fell off the stage. And, and Andy Hartley was, finished the show that night and yeah. he brought the steps up. And I wonder if that's why I never could. could I had a little set of steps there, a plastic set. Yeah. And he brought it up. And he was reading the directions on it and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing with the steps in yeah. his hand? So I don't know if it had to do with that. You know, no, I fell off the stage on my own merit. I totally expected yeah. to touch the wall with my foot because yep. I was backing up into a joke that I always back up into so I can step into it later. Mm-hmm. And when I wanted to back up, <laughs> there was just nothing there. Yeah, Chris's choreographer was pretty mad. Yeah, no. <laughs> Were they like? Yeah, no. Of a bitch, we practiced it a million yeah. times. I, I remember yeah, that show very well because uh, there's a joke I've done a hundred times, and it was a memorial show, and yeah. it's kind of a dirty joke. Uh, well, let's hear it. Okay. Uh, so a drunk lady comes up to me uh, after I get off stage. If you're a comedian, you don't want a drunk person coming up to you after you get off stage, especially if you've done bad. And the last thing you oh. want them to do is to tell you a goddamn joke. Yeah, you should have yep. did this. <laughs> yeah. And she just looked at me and she said, you know, a margarita's better than a man because a margarita hits the spot every time. And I was like, oh. <sighs> All right, lady, by that silly fucking logic, vacuum's better than a woman because a vacuum will suck your dick and clean the floor and won't say a fucking <laughs> word about it. Go get a margarita, Lush. <laughs> That's a good joke. That's but good I said it at that memorial show, and like everyone seemed kind of like 
uh, like they didn't want to laugh. Like half the room laughed and the other half didn't. And I commented on it. I was like, ooh, that split the room. Yeah. I was like, I, I guess that's not the greatest joke. And a guy in the crowd just goes, that's a perfect fucking joke, man. <laughs> and I just lost my Was shit. it me? <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. I, that's a, that, I try not to comment when I watch comedians because I don't want to be the the stupid bitch at the Matt Rife show ruining the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But there's sometimes I, I have an obnoxious laugh. And I don't mean, like, when I go watch you guys, I'll be la- like, someone's not laughing. I'm laughing in the background. And I feel like, oh, am I hurting the show? And I'm like, fuck it. If I think it's funny, I'm going to fucking laugh. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yep. You know, and, and I, 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 I the way I grew up on comedy and music, I feel I have the right to judge something more than some dumb fuck that it's their first time at a comedy club. So if I'm laughing, it's fucking funny. You yeah. know what I mean? That just, yeah. that sounds conceited, but Jesus Christ, I've been watching comedy my, my whole life. I listen to music my whole life. Can't do either because I'm talentless. <laughs> but if I think it's funny, then it, then I'm right. They're wrong. Being an audience member it requires talent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and we, we, we've had this conversation even at the the comedy bar here in town that um, the open mic, it, 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 there was one a few weeks ago and the woman went shut her fucking mouth. It was, mm-hmm. she kept, eh, eh, she had a comment for everything. And I wanted to say to her, sign up or shut the fuck up because I was truly trying to enjoy the comedy. And she just would not, it was three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago. I don't know. She would not stop. And it was so obnoxious. And and we, we've had the conversation about crowd work mm-hmm. and how it's almost ruining comedy a little bit because people now think they can go to the show and just start running their mouth. Yeah. You know, and um, Matt Reif does it. And I, a clip came up the other day and some woman brought a present up and threw it up on stage and he had to open it up. And he did a good <laughs> job with her, but it was like, all right, can you get back to the show? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, let's hear the jokes that you wrote. Because I can literally stand up on a stage or, or sit in a bar with a group of guys and roast anybody. It's not that hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just, you know. I, we talk, I would have an hour of comedy if it meant uh, 35 minutes of women screaming. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, like I've said before, if, if I do stand-up comedy, I just take my penis out and show everybody and they laugh for hours. So mm. it's, it's, it's easy. <laughs> it's like low-hanging fruit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um... But it's just that woman ruined it. And and I feel like Andrew Schultz does it too, but, but I feel like Rife needs it. And he doesn't, in my opinion, like he, he controls it better than Matt Rife does. Sometimes Rife just gets on a tangent. And did you watch his special? I have not. Did you watch, you watched it? No. No, what Matt Rice? My Matt Rice special. No, I've not watched any of his okay, specials. Okay, so me and uh, Austin talked about it, and and I, um, David Collins, we talked about it. Yeah. He skipped through it. He said <laughs> it. Right. I was disappointed because his. I got six minutes into it the other night just because I was like, okay, I haven't seen this kid do comedy. Mm-hmm. Everyone's talking about him on the internet, and I turned it on, and I lasted six minutes, and I was like, all right, um, I think I know what this Usually is. Usually, when I put a video on, I last about two minutes, <laughs> but that's a different story. Um, he, uh, it, he, it's number one. So he has a stigma that he's the good-looking guy, and the girls are there. So the the whole special, all the jokes were based. 
for men, which I thought, you know, know your audience. You're making a little bit of a mistake there. And then he went on a 20-minute tirade about fighting with this woman on Twitter. 20 minutes. I bet you it was 20 minutes, this story. And it was this tirade. And then um, he dropped the mic. See, I can do more than crowd work. I was so disappointed in it, you know. Yeah. And he was coming around locally. And I was going to buy this. This is before I ever saw a special hits. I was going to go to it, like, you know, because I thought if his crowd works this good, his comedy has to be that good. Unpopular opinion. I've said it on here before. Not a fan. I I don't know. You know, and it's not like he's ever going to come here and find me and try to beat me up. You know what I mean? Because my hips are already bad. I just fall down and cry. So, but <laughs> but I, but Andrew Schultz, his his comedy special was. They both came out. You know, a few months ago, his was awesome. He he did a good job with his. He does the crowd work, but he controls it. And Rife, I don't think he controls it. People are just screaming the whole time. And to me, that ruins the show. I won't say that crowd work isn't a talent, because it is. But I call it the tool of those who haven't written enough. See, and that's just, you're right. You write a joke or you roast somebody. You know what I mean? And you take it down to a roast battle. Like you, like you were telling me there's been roast battles here in Dubuque even. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I didn't know that. I love the roast battles. Sometimes the jokes, you, it's easy pickings. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, like, uh, on Kill Tony, Tony Hinchcliffe and um, David Lucas go back and forth. And, you know, and David Lucas is a big dude and Tony just makes fun of him having diabetes. Okay, that's easy shit. Mm-hmm. But, but, but the roast battles, you know, that's kind of an art form and you're going against another comedian. But when you're just doing crowd work, it's you against someone that can't come back i've always wanted to do a roast league in dubuque i just can't find a place to do it what, what, to explain to me roast league so it's a weekly thing and people vote on it uh, well uh, have you ever watched professional wrestling oh yeah are you familiar with uh the g1 in japan new japan puts a round robin tournament on every year uh-uh. where there's a block a and a block b if you're in block a you face everyone in it and i had written up a set of rules where it was like essentially you get five jokes and there'd be judges, and they score on a 10-point must system. So if you won the joke round, you'd get 10, and the other person would get 9. And if you really, really crushed them, like in boxing, it'd be a 10-8 round. If it was close, it's 10-10. Add up the scores at the end, and that's your winner. Oh, I love that idea. I will tell you that there might be a place that you could do it at. It'll be probably in the fall, but I know this guy... He's sexy as fuck, too. Like, dude, and I hear he's hung like a horse. He brought some property, and he's building a building, and it's going to be a live music venue. And on Wednesdays, it's going to be comedy only, just like they used to do. And there's going to be an open mic, too. But I I can't say for sure, but the dude, he's hot as fuck. Like, like, I'm not gay, but I'd be gay for this guy. John, is is this man you? (laughs) Something tells me that this is John. This, this, By the bulge in his pants, I'm pretty sure that it is him. I see him. the boner right now. This, yeah. this, this man is me. So, and that's <laughs> the kind of shit I want to do. And and not, I'm not even saying I'm dedicating every Friday and Saturday to live music. Mm-hmm. If a comedian's coming through town, then I'm going to have the comedian. But but I I purchased the property. I'm closing on it. Hopefully tomorrow when this comes out. <laughs> and and then we're going to construct a building almost immediately, and it'll be a live entertainment venue. It's going to be, 
like I said, Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, one of those nights is going to be open mic. Um, Wednesday, dedicated comedy. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever's coming through town. Because, awesome. Yeah, it, it could be comedy. It could be music. It could be circus Olay. I don't give a shit. It just entertain. I want to entertainment. I Hell yeah. You know, French mimes. Yeah, French well, kudos, mime. man. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. So, Absolutely. So, you know, I'm excited it, for you. This is the big announcement on the Johnny O podcast, I guess, because it, it made a little bit of a local splash in the news, but not much. You live over by Galena. Yeah. They did a nice article about me in the Galena Gazette oh, nice. today. I just read it. Nice. Uh, it's nice not being the police beat for once <laughs> and being in the good section, <laughs> you know, because, uh, <laughs> you know, and 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 it, everyone always give me shit because I can't go 500 feet near the school and all that shit. You know, uh, it gets old, but uh, it it's going to be cool. I, I want it to be just all things entertainment, music comedy art whatever whatever you know what i mean so so we should just make that a regular thing yeah. you know uh, right when it opens we'll do it sunday monday night yeah you know? yep. we'll hammer out some details for oh sure. yeah we yep. can put together some shows oh yeah yeah well i was telling uh i talking to todd basinger he was yeah. on the show speaking of roasting people gay as fuck holy <laughs> shit um small and dick too. his small dick and he pays his girlfriend to be his girlfriend you yeah. know that yeah. shit well hey, she's Tom. mail order <laughs> she, <from what> I <laughs> hear. With that, <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that. He paid, he paid the money. He paid the money. Yeah, he but, paid the taxes. It's all good. Oh, did he pay? Okay, yeah, good. he did. He yeah. paid his taxes. She's definitely not from Russia, but he talks about that on stage. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I was telling, her, like in in our local scene here, I'm really going to rely on you guys to just take it over. You know what I mean? I I want I want it to be. Anybody in this Midwest area who's a comedian, I want it to be their club. You know what I mean? This is our night to do what you want to do. Wednesday night's our night just to do the comedy. I'll take care of booking people through and you guys just support it and help them. And and yeah. and everyone will get paid that works. That's nice. another thing that I, I – it's, it's out of my control right now when I sometimes, you know, I ask uh, – like Todd hosted a show for me, but it, it was – Unpaid. He got. Uh, we fed him and everything, but it wasn't my venue. So yeah. he hosts a show, and and Austin's gonna host one for me down the road, and that that's out of my control. But if people work for me, they're gonna get paid. That's one thing we, me and Austin talked a lot about too when he was on here. Is you know th- even to the point where they're like, pay us to be on the show. That's ridiculous. You know what I mean? I I hate that shit. You know, and I see it with bands do it all the time. I know a band that paid ten grand to get on a tour. And 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 they got paid zero dollars, so they lived off their merch sales. So they they killed it every night. Merch sales gone from one spot to the next. Ten grand to get on, no guarantee any night. And the the bigger band was like, "But you get to be with us." And it happens all the time. I don't agree with it, yeah. you know. And, and, and are they? And they became the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul McCartney's on after you guys, so if you want to stick around, you know, that's how we roll around here. But um, turned out to be Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Creed. Sorry, um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so that's the your idea. That's the stuff I'm looking for. I mean, it's I love the roast battle ideas. Uh, me and um, Dan talked about it uh, privately about roast battles and how intimate it can be. Not intimate, intimate. It's, that we sounds like a pro. Privately and intimately about <laughs> roast. <laughs> Did I say intimately about a roast battle? We did. How, yeah. p- how personal 
it can get. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I said intimate. That sounds like, hey, I'm doing a roast battle, and then we fucked. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry. You don't remember? <laughs> <laughs> no, Bill Cosby was there. No one oh, remembers. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. how all roast battles end, guys. I don't yeah. know. Like, what roast battles have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? And then I want to do one tonight. Um, but it, it you got you to gotta be able to take the shit. Oh, with yeah. it and it gets very personal and and I feel like with the group of comedians in in our area I could kill it because I know so much dumb shit about some of the guys around here you know yeah. what I mean <laughs> it's like yep. and everybody knows it and and you think anything's off limits with that or you think it's no, no? no. yeah not in a roast battle not, no nothing's off limits yeah yeah so yeah, like you know, if I was in a roast battle with like Sean Wise does commit comedy yeah. around here, you know, that's a that's low hanging fruit, gay, <laughs> gay, bald, gay, bald, bald gay. gay. Uh, Come in the beard. I've roasted Sean before, and I believe I referred to him as uh, Sean looks like Ichabod Crane if Ichabod Crane learned how to uh, cook meth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sean, he ain't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but that that. Uh, Roast battle. I I love that idea. That's something I want to do there. And and when I say open mic, I want to do a comedy open mic, and I want to do a musical open mic too. You know, where where I'm going to have the uh, guitar, drums, just sitting there. Get up and do your thing because I feel like sometimes you can discover some talent with that stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And with my booking business, then I can pick maybe pick somebody up and be like, hey, I can help you with this career or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, yeah, you could be the uh, what is it? Um, the Simon Cowell? Uh, no, the uh, uh, is it Barry Gordon? Barry, Barry Gordy. Barry Gordy. Barry, yeah, Barry Gordy. Gordy yeah. yeah, you could be the Barry. You find some young young boy with a lot of Thank talent. Thank you, Mister Barry Gordy. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, John Mulaney joke. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So let that's me not it, thinking of Barry Gordy though did make one of the best movies ever. Have the, you ever seen The Last Dragon? The Last Dragon. Oh, yes, no, I the, own it like on are you, every blue, type of have media possible. Have you ever seen it? Not. Zills, you ever see The Last Dragon? So it, it's uh, Bruce Leroy. Yeah. It, it's the this guy's like Bruce Lee and Bruce Sho- Leroy Green. And then Shonuff is the bad guy. Kiss my oh. Converse. Yep. So I was like ten when that came out. Sounds great. And I had That's Converse All Stars. <laughs> yeah. It, it's okay. Have you ever seen Break Into Electric Boogaloo? Yes. No. Yes. See, oh my God. I have it on DVD. Zills, why are you laughing? Good shit. That yeah. movie, because uh, <laughs> this is going to turn political for a second. Who cares? I did not realize, like, I know that the country's divided, but people started referring to a possible civil war as Civil War II Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> and there's a group of, like, doomsday preppers who wear fucking Hawaiian shirts, and they're called the Boogaloo Boys. Really? So there's going to be, like, seven people that know what we're talking about. Yeah, no, but, but-, <laughs> but when I was a kid, again, I grew up on HBO Showtime, whatever we had, and break into Electric Boogaloo, went to the theaters for about seven minutes, and then it went straight to Showtime and or HBO, <laughs> and they showed it 900 times. Mm-hmm. So so in my office, in my I have an office in my house. That's I work on my house. I have a big screen TV in front of my desk, and I have a, a VCR slash DVD player hooked to it. And I was at the dollar store, the literally the dollar store, and they had break into electric boogaloo for a buck and a quarter 
because it used to be a dollar. Then Biden, inflation, everything went up to a <laughs> buck and a quarter. See, political, like how I did that. Um, and I paid a buck and a quarter for it. And I came home, my wife said, what in the, she like, don't even know what I'm have. I'm like, this is one of the greatest movies of all time. And I watch it probably twice a month. I'll just be in my office. I'll put it in and I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's good stuff. See how we get off on a weird tangent there. Yeah, no, I yeah. I watch Last Dragon at least oh, twice a year. I so so I made my son, my teenage son, watch. It. I'm like, you have to watch this. This is like the best movie ever, and he's watched it like four times now. So I got to ask you, we're talking about karate, and tell me about your 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 what would you say your Model, my brand, I your guess. brand, yeah, uh, the Burnt River Dojo, yeah. Uh, this, uh, so I see it on everything you do, everything you put on social media, everything. Yeah. So tell no. me about that. Uh, so we had a core of comedians in town, and we were trying to do something, and I wanted something that we could all bond together over. So I started referring to us as the Burnt River Dojo, Burnt River after the Julian Dubuque story of setting the river on fire. Okay, I don't know that story either. Really? Wow, and I'm kind of a historian of our area. So tell that story quick so then it'll feed into yours. Okay, so... Uh, so Julian Dubuque. Yeah, Julian Dubuque, fur trapper, miner uh, from Canada. He wants to get on to the west side of the Mississippi. Native Americans over there, they don't look friendly. No. So what does he do? Uh, he pours kerosene on the top of the Mississippi River and lights it on fire. Really? And the Native Americans thought he was a god. Oh, or, or or witchcraft yes. or something. But yeah. How do I live in Dubuque? I live in this area. To, I'm yeah. fucking 50 years I old. I think he should have just taken the Julian Dubuque Bridge. I would have. I would have. <laughs> he could have walked over it and then been it's, on the it's other side. It's exactly one mile, needed, too. I think if he would have walked over it, he would have had an easier time. Yeah. But that's and it's only me. one mile, lazy fucker. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I never knew that story. But yeah, uh, that's where the Burnt River comes from, and the dojo part is just like it was all dudes being dudes. See, I and when I see yeah. your emblem, it's the Cobra Kai yeah. emblem, and yeah. and I love it. And and if you haven't watched the Cobra Kai series based off the Karate Kid series, yeah. you're missing out. No, because, it's amazing. See, I'm a very nostalgic guy, so when stuff like that comes out, like Ready Player One for me, yeah. was just. Oh, amazing! Did you read I the have book? Seen that one? I did not. I am not a book reader. Okay, I can't. Read. Uh, so that book was talked yeah, about for like years to the point where finally I was like, I'm going to read this. It reads like paint drying. Oh, really? Yeah, there are like long rambling passages that make very little sense. It was one of the few instances where I actually liked the movie better than the book. Really? Yeah. See, I found the movie to be way more palatable. Yeah, but the nostalgia in that movie yeah. is just crazy. Like when I, me and my son went to it, and it came out how many years ago? He was a lot younger, but he didn't, he couldn't even understand. But like when I took him to see, um, Whatever the last Star Wars movie and Han Solo died. Yeah, I literally, I'm not gonna lie, I cried a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I like, like my eyes are well. I'm like, oh my god. And he's like, what the? What's wrong with you? I'm like, dude, I've been with this dude since fucking eight years old. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and they just killed the motherfucker. Yeah. What the hell? He 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 shot first. <laughs> you know the whole controversy with Guido or whatever his name was, but yeah. uh, Greedo, Greedo, Guido, Guido. <laughs> That's my uncle. You should probably bleep Sorry, that out. I was watching so much. Surprise. <laughs> this month, I wanted to watch Sopranos one time through, and and um, oh yeah, 
But I, I'm a cheapskate, so I got HBO Max for one month, yeah. and and I watched all six seasons in one month. Like, yeah. but again, I work from home, and I just play it in my office on my TV. I'm fortunate enough to be able to watch stuff. Like, I watched three episodes of Kill Tony in the last two days, and those are about two hours long each. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I got through them. Yeah. So, what do you guys think of Kill Tony? You guys like that show? I've or? been to it live. Have you really? Yeah. Did you sign up? I did. Did you, but obviously you didn't I get didn't on. Get pulled. Yeah. It was funny because uh, another comedian from the Midwest, uh, he had never been on stage, and I run into him at Penguins, and I start talking to him because he's with someone who, like, I have seen do comedy a couple times. He was still new though, and they were going to a different Kill Tony taping than I was, uh, and he got pulled. Uh, it was Alomine. Really? Uh, yeah. So when you went, where was it located? When uh, you Madison. Went? The Kill Tony was in Madison? Yeah. Oh, it traveled at one point? It, yeah. Yeah. No. I uh, didn't know that. I always thought it was just in California. No. Or... It tours. It toured. Yeah. Well, now they tour, yeah. but it's like... Uh, now they have the Comedy Mothership. But, but they just... They so I just watched their New Year's Eve special, and they announced they're doing... Madison Square Gardens and the LA Forum where the Lakers play. Yeah. They got two shows this year. And it's like, that's ridiculous that it's that big. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but Tony can be a little bitch sometimes. It's a little annoying. And sometimes I think it's disparaging. Like they say, we want to lift up these comics. Sometimes you, you get the guy that signed up just because he was there. And I can see where it'd piss them off. You're taking time away from, but there's comedians that go up there and I feel like they're making an, an honest effort to do their best. And he can be a little bit of too much of a dick to him and not constructive. That bothers me a little bit about him, but all in all, I love the show and the people that just get up there, they're just like not comedians and just fucking. Yeah. No, it. it was extremely annoying when I was there because no one who got pulled was an actual comedian. It was just people who signed up. Yeah, because they're there. Yeah. yeah. And and me and Austin talked about this a little bit when he was on the podcast last week is he said when he went, he went, Austin went to Austin and he said that um, the last guy that got pulled was absolutely not. Like, I think Tony kicked him off the stage. Yeah. Like, but um, sometimes I think they can be a little mean to people who are really trying to be a comedian. Like, I'd like to see it be a more constructive, constructive for sure. You know what I mean? But, uh, and the people that are up there that are not like, Oh, I just saw a note. Cause I was here. Roast the fuck out of them. You know what uh, I mean? When I was at Kill Tony in Madison, I had probably my biggest big head moment because, uh, at least three people going to the show recognized me as they were getting in line. Oh, really? They're like, oh, do you just get a spot? And I was like, no, dude, I don't know the guy. I'm just signing up. That's cool. That, oh, that yeah. yeah, that's a, that's really cool. I was telling the story on here a couple of times. He was one of the ones I tried to book in Dubuque here. He was still doing, um, smaller, smaller, uh, uh he wasn't doing the arenas yet. He was doing, um, you know, like theaters. Yeah. And we had a, I had a big enough spot, 4,000 people for him, but he heard Dubuque and he, uh, I mean, I'm literally emailing this guy back. I'm like, it's because it's Dubuque. And basically that's, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you can make the same amount of money, sell the same amount of tickets, but the, the city name wasn't big enough for him, which uh, is the, unfortunate. The clan might show up too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might. Well, one thing I do love about that show is when I discovered it, I probably discovered it a couple of years ago. For the longest time, I thought Tony was gay, and he's not. Yeah, no. Uh, and, Apparently. Uh, and, uh, 
because David Lucas was a regular on it when I discovered it, and he would make fun of him being gay. And then he was on Rogan, and Rogan said, oh, me and my wife and you and your girlfriend were out. So then I'm like, wait, what? He's not gay? So I actually had to Google it, and then I went down this rabbit hole of how it's just everyone just <laughs> gives him such shit about everyone it. Everyone just, he yeah. just seems so gay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, like if you were thinking of making a cookie cutter to make gay cookies, <laughs> it'd be shaped like Tony Hintcliffe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you ain't wrong there. And that what the New Year's Eve special, who was uh, Shane Gillis was on there and he went deep in the paint on the gay stuff with them. And you could tell Tony was starting to get mad nah, because nah. at one point, he tried to cover up the mic, chained it, and he's like, man, I'm just kidding, you know, and you could kind of hear it in the banter and it like, relax, you know, I was just giving you a hard time because there was some guy, one of the bucket poles came up and they were talking about, Shane, like, did you bang this guy the other night or something? And then he just went hard in the paint with it and, and Tony got a little iffy about it and, and, and uh, their closer, William Montgomery, I, I can never tell if he's actually mad or if he's not mad. I was watching <laughs> the most recent one, uh, Burt Kreischer, and and uh, was on there. And at the end, it seemed like him and uh, William Montgomery and Red Band were having an argument. They were screaming at each other. And I'm like, is this real? Is this fake? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, he said something about Red Band's now fiance. So I don't know. Good show. I think it's great for comedy. I just sometimes Tony can be a a, a moody bitch. Abrasive. Yeah, not, but just like, oh, all right, relax a little bit. You know, like like it's I as I've watched the progression of the show, I feel like his head's gotten a little too big. You yeah. know what I mean? Like as it goes, like when I first started watching, he was doing theaters. Now he's doing arenas, and you can tell. Like, and and I'm sorry, but Hans Kim, do you watch it enough to know Hans Kim? No. Hans Kim opens every show. Dude should not have the opening spot. He's not he his he has to do a new minute every week. I think the the are weak minutes. This Rick Diaz challenged him. Rick Diaz won a hundred percent, but Hans has been such a regular for a couple of years. He keeps him on there. So I don't know. It's just my opinion. Do you know Allo Allo Mean? Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh, he got a golden ticket. From Tony. Then I then I must know him because I've seen every gold. I've looked up every golden ticket. I'd have to look him up to. Uh, he's a rather large black gentleman. Drives truck. Uh, he's been on several times. Has he? Then yeah. I, if I seen him, I'd probably uh, know. Him. He's the one who. Should I tell this story, Dan? Uh, yeah, I mean, give a an abridged version for sure, in, in case you want to have Aloe come on. And I mean, he's probably yeah, no, sick of telling the story anyway. But yes, so. uh, he was on, and Darnell Rawlings was on, and Aloe. Well, Darnell made a joke, and then Aloe went at him, and Darnell thought it was a little too hard. It is, to I'm going to stop. It is Donnell. Donnell. Donnell Rawlings. Sorry. From so the, this this from, is on the Kill Tony from show. Chappelle show. If yeah. You know. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm rich, bitch. That yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, that guy. Uh, yeah. And yeah, essentially, Aloe's like Dave Chappelle buy that chain for you too, and oh. uh, <laughs> and Rawlings got upset, but like it blew up in the comedy world. Like every comedy podcast was talking about it. And uh, they were referring to Aloe as the legend killer. Yeah, see, and I watched, of all the episodes I watched, I've seen about three where the bucket pole or whoever actually has a good clap back to Tony. And boy, that don't sit well with him. Yeah. They, and, and Red Band will lose his shit. And, and, you know, but uh, you see it from time to time. I've seen about three where someone will just 
get them back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I didn't mean to go on a kill Tony podcast. I just, you know, it's right now. It's like to me, the most relevant thing for comedy to watch because people trying to make it or whatever. I, you know, Austin's moving down there to live. And I just feel so like Tyler Meyerhoff, but I feel, yeah, yeah. That he does him and Austin moving together. together right? Yeah. yeah. But I feel like it's at what point does it get oversaturated? You know what I mean? Like, but then again, everyone moved to LA back in the day, yeah. but or back in Boston, yeah, yeah. they but, all had yeah. their moment. Yeah. But it's, it's definitely a big thing down there. And one thing you listen to, um, if you hear Austin's a big, beautiful city, but it's overrun with crime and oh, homeless and too. the homeless are just awful. Rampant. Yeah. Rampant. Yeah. There was a guy that did kill Tony. I was watching the most recent one and he was talking about how he was banging a homeless lady and he got a, a urinary tract infection. That was his whole bit was about the homeless. And I, I think they don't like to talk about the homeless problem. Down there, yeah, they want people to move there. Yeah, they want people to move there. The they city don't want of Austin is sponsoring to uh, kill Tony. Yeah, they should be if they're not. That's for sure. So let's. If you, I'm going to ask a question. You guys don't have to answer if you don't want to. But is there any comedian out there right now that you guys just feel like you don't get it? Overrated. Not even that you have to disparage them, but is there anybody out there that you don't get? Oh, the lost. The list is long and yeah. distinguished. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some people are uncomfortable with this question, but I no, ask it because I'm, I'm, I'm not uncomfortable. Mark Norman. I, I don't get Mark Norman at all. Uh, I agree. I, I, I like it. his comedy's good, but I, I don't think, like, they, you know, one of Rogan's favorite things to say on his podcast, you're he's a killer. He's a killer. He's not a killer. He's just, he's almost uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's very robotic. Yeah, his his like he like you can tell he I don't know if he like thinks too much about what he's like doing and how he like says things, but it's it's very formulaic or something like that. I don't know how to put. It. I I do love Mark. I'm not like oh no hopping on the train with you guys. But I would I, okay. Let's but, put it this way. But, I wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating crackers, but but I think <laughs> I don't think he's as huge. As I'm some not other people might sixty dollars to go see him in a theater. No, 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 I probably won't do that either. No, I wouldn't either. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to put it too. I'd probably pay thirty to forty dollars to go see Mark. Yeah, I don't know that I'd pay that either. If he was in like a small club and there's a fifteen dollar cover. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For, without a doubt. But but you're, I agree with you. Like with the, you know, I'm not paying sixty. I'm paying fifteen, twenty, yeah, yeah type thing. But how about you? Um. Uh, damn, honestly, other than Todd Basinger, oh Todd, say it. Dan. See, I, don't, I don't have to say it. I don't have to pay to go see Todd Basinger. <laughs> <laughs> I get into his shows for free. Uh, who who are you thinking? I'm gonna say I, uh, the gentleman who went to high school here who disparaged oh, you. Oh, of course, yeah. Because I don't I, get I, him either. <laughs> Well, this sounds like it'll be a good he's, story. Well, he's, I don't know. Uh, he's. Is he a comedian? You don't want to say his name, do you? I'll say I, it. I will. Okay. No. Um, so Brooks Whelan is, is I honestly, I, I do. I, I think he's funny, but I also like forget jokes a lot. And so like the first time, like the first time I've seen him versus the second or third or whatever it's been. I like it. I can't say he's been doing new jokes or whatever. You know, he's probably working on whatever. 
Uh, we'll just say I, I did a I hosted for him, um, and he yelled at me for doing a jo- uh, Jew joke, um, specifically a joke that I still do today. To whenever, I, especially whenever I host, I basically just go up and I go, "All right, everyone, I'm your host. Like a few rules I have to go over first. Everyone have a, uh, everyone put your phones on silent. Keep the table talk to a minimum. No Jews, and of course, everyone have a wonderful time tonight." <laughs> And so, so you just slide the no juice in there. Yeah, and then so you fall on the side of Palestine. Okay, keep going. Of course, no. Actually, <laughs> I got a new version of it ever since that happened. Where I go, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot I have a new manager now. He made me change that joke. I'm not going to tell you how uh, big his nose is or what his last name is, but <laughs> we'll just say the joke now goes like this. And I go, everyone, keep your phones on silent. Table talk to a minimum. Palestinians aren't people, and of course, everyone have a wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> See, and what's what's great about that joke is number one is topical number two it, it is offensive to some people to but it's fucking sides. comedy to both sides mean? i'm going after both sides i don't care comedy's supposed like. to be the place where you can say the unsafe shit yeah i yeah. when i was watching that comedy store special they yeah. were talking about um and they were interviewing andrew dice clay and he says O.J. simpson is out it was early 90s he said O.J. simpson literally killed two fucking people and the people are outside the courtroom like, oh, free OJ. He says, I tell one fucking dick joke and they want to fucking hang me from the tallest yeah. tree. Yeah. And he ain't wrong. You know what I mean? It's like it, no one have a sense of humor. You know what I mean? It's, it's if only it, 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 yeah. and, and put it in context. If you're on Twitter saying stuff like that and you're just some douche with a Twitter account. Yeah, you're a fucking bigot douche. But if you're a comedian you know, trying to make people laugh. It's different. It's, you Usually know what I mean? It's just a bit. It's like, just a bit. Yeah, it's just yeah. a joke. It's yeah. an attempted humor. And, an attempt. Yeah. Cause it's not always humor. Cause sometimes it's not funny. You know? You well, said, that, that is what sucks is when you get the people who say stupid shit and there's what, it was just a joke. And it's like, that's, you didn't even try. Yeah. Like you, you just, you didn't even try. You just said what you thought was a punchline and it's just a racist statement. Yeah. There you is know? definitely a big difference there. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, but, at least tell, like, put some effort into it. But if you're uh, gonna be racist. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shane, Shane Gillis gets away with a lot with because his uh, his uncle has Down syndrome or whatever, mm. and he gets away with it with that. But he still, I mean, he almost looks like he has Down syndrome. You know what I mean? So, and he even jokes about it, and he's just yeah. he's making light of the moment. It's not like he's trying to be mean. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. I guess you have to be able, if you go to a comedy show and you're easily offended, don't fucking go. Yeah. That's about, I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, don't go. If you can't take a joke, don't go. I think above the door of every showroom in a comedy establishment should be abandon emotions all ye who enter. Yeah. Like, yeah. Abandon yeah. feelings. Like, that's this. That's not the place for this. No. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Also, when that comedian wrote the joke about somebody with cerebral palsy, they weren't talking about like your great uncle who had it yeah yeah they didn't even know you're great they They didn't didn't even know know him yeah yeah they didn't even know him and sometimes they um even on the kill tony show like there's a cerebral palsy kid and and uh is it bobby lee the comedian He, he the cerebral palsy kid's doing his bit and he because he has it, he spit a little bit. Yeah. But like, you spit on me. And Tony says, well, it's not like contagious. And he says, what if it was? And then he acted like he had cerebral palsy. So he wasn't trying to make fun of the kid. It was just a yeah. good, it was just funny the way he did it. You know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, he didn't mean no harm by it. So you got to separate those two things. You yeah. know what I mean? But uh, 
it's just so let me ask you guys too so you both do comedy but you both work yeah in the real world you were telling me that chris that you uh, sell pot yeah legally correct yeah I, I work for River Bluff Collective, yeah. And and so, what? what how 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 does that work? Do you grow? No, uh, I work as a salesperson. You're a salesperson there. Yes, I am a very good salesperson. <laughs> yeah, because when he came in he, before, right before he started, he says, "Hey, anybody wants some edibles?" And I yeah. explained to him that I. I only done marijuana once in my life when I was like 16 and it was ditch weed and I got a headache and it was the worst experience of my life. And Zill's just went hard. No. <laughs> so, but, uh, and then you work in the banking industry, right? I sure do. Yeah. How's that? Can you give me any secrets to like the vault code or anything? I'll give you some people's like, uh, <laughs> account numbers if you want. Sure. All right. You know, they're not good. They're going to frown on that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's my job to lose buddy. Yeah. It's my- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, but when you're, when you're not out working, you're grinding the comedy. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to get after it and do, do as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's, 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 that's what I love so much about this 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 group of guys in our area. It's just they, yeah, everyone they it's supportive, mm-hmm. and everyone's getting after it. Yep. You know what I mean? You oh, know, yeah. when when we're done here tonight, there's an open mic, and everyone will be down there. And I I see, I went to there was an open mic at Monks. Yeah, Monday. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and what six people were there. The yeah. heat, the heat wasn't on. Yeah, no, it never is. <laughs> yeah, no. but but everyone was so supportive. Yeah, of everybody else. Oh yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, there was one guy that didn't do much comedy. He just went up there and told his deep state theories. I I was not out in the room for that one. No, you you had not gotten is it there. Who I think no. it is probably. But but it was more long black hair, long greasy black yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, don't. He's not. Just he he didn't tell a joke. Pay, he just pay, went, he walked back and forth and t- talked about cons- no attention. <laughs> he talked conspiracy. Zills, you should have heard this guy. He he, he told conspiracy and <laughs> and in fact, uh, David Collins was hosting the show and and when he come off, David, I can't remember the, even what he said, but he made it some cool. Well, thanks for your conspiracy theories or whatever. He did. Like <laughs> oh, he kind of yeah. took a little jab at him. <laughs> Did you guys, you went to David Collins' show, live show last Friday, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, one of the guests. And I, I I know it's on YouTube. I haven't had a chance. He was a guest on this show. I haven't had a chance to watch yet. It sounds like it went over great. It was a lot of fun for and, not a lot of people showing up, which makes sense to not, like, it It has a little bit of a natural following, but, like, not a lot. So we didn't expect a lot of people to be there, which I think David did a great job with it. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and one thing I've found with booking shows, you can't always go by the crowd size. It, it, yeah. It's the entertainment value. I I have stood in rooms with live music where it's me and the sound guy and the band members' girlfriends, mm-hmm. and I thought, why the fuck aren't people here? They are missing one of the like holy shit type missing stuff, and it's a shame. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, it, it was, there, there's bands I've seen and there's bands I've seen that went on to do huge things. And I thought, Oh yeah, I remember when I booked them. You know what I mean? And there's nine people there yeah. and then they go oh, on yeah. and now they're selling out 5,000, 8,000 seat venues. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. like, Hey, remember when we played for nine people, you know, and it's a shame. It's, but sometimes it's hard to get people to go out and support, especially if there's money involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if even a, a, $3 cover charge people turn away. It's like, really? You can go do 18 Vegas bombs at the yeah. bar. You can't slip <laughs> three bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're all Android users anyway. Um, but <laughs> sorry if you guys have Androids. I just, that's, I do. That's, I'm deeply offended by that. <laughs> deeply. All right. So we're going to wrap it up. We keep it to an hour. Dan, tell me where we can find your comedy. The, the, where, like, your social medias with your socials? Uh, yeah, pretty much anything I'm on. It's at Dangle Squat. So D A N G L E S Q U A T. Um, yeah, I don't know. Shit, add me on like PlayStation Network or something too if you need See, to. See, we talked about this the other day. We were talking <laughs> and you said PlayStation Network and then you yeah. do a Dungeons and Dragons thing. Yeah. And then we had a whole conversation about how we're going to do a podcast about Dungeons and Dragons. And at the end, I'm just going to show a Playboy to everybody and they'll forget everything we talked about. <laughs> yeah. Because they've never seen some exactly. real naked women before. Okay. But play, <laughs> PlayStation. Dungeons and Dragons is all about naked so, women. No, but my kids have PlayStation. <laughs> so, like, my kids could find you on a PlayStation thing. Uh, I didn't give my true username. Okay, but but so like we have a PS5 in the house and a PS4. PS5, PS5. upstairs, PS4 downstairs. Okay. So th- they could find you on that on a certain game or Yeah, usually Baldur's Gate 3. Okay, they play, play Fortnite. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know I, I anything. Won't, I won't try to talk to your kids if that's what you're thinking about. <laughs> He's legally forbidden from it. Yeah, I have to say 500 feet away from every Xbox. Oh, that's awesome. That's right. You do have an Xbox. That's funny you say that. I don't, no, I just, I try to understand their world. You know what I mean? I don't get it. I, I My four-year-old plays Lego Fortnite and he can play it. He can do everything. And then he'll say, hey, I can't do this anymore. And I'll be like, I don't even know. I don't even know how to hold a controller. That's why I was asking. So where can we find you, Chris? You can essentially search hashtag Burnt River Dojo on yep, any put social it media. On everything. I see yes. it on everything. That's great branding. I love it. Because everything, anytime you post anything, even if you're not posting about comedy yeah. or anything, you're you're hashtagging that shit. Yeah. And that's that's great branding. I love it. So But yeah, you can find me pretty much anywhere just by searching that hashtag Burnt River Comedy on YouTube. Don't post a lot there. A lot of the videos on there from when I was a young comic, so they're Mm -hmm. not great. I don't trust YouTube. Like we talked about putting this on YouTube and record, but they they, they're so touchy feely sometimes. Oh yeah. I just their terms of service are very very specific. Yeah. So so. But anyway, all right, guys. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. We're gonna go hit that open. Thank you very much. Open mic tonight at the comedy bar. Yeah. And uh, all right, everybody. Well, we're going to say goodnight. Um, make sure you check out uh, my social medias, the only Johnny01. I have my famous I Want to Party with Hunter t shirt on. You can buy them. At, you find me on social media. We sell them because who doesn't want to party with Hunter Biden? That fucker's a monster. Hell he yeah. says he still don't party, but that cocaine in the White House yeah. a few months back, you know that was his shit. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get in there without that. But anyway, I digress. All right, everyone. Have a great night. Thanks, guys. Thank you. That does it again for another episode of the Johnny O podcast. One more shout out to our sponsor, Rep, CPS.com. Don't forget to use promo code Johnny O, that's J O H 
N-N-Y-O at the checkout for 10% off your order. It's the Johnny O Podcast. (laughs) 